Welcome to the Registered Investment Advisor Podcast, where financial services marketing expert Seth Green interviews experts, executives, and top producers to share can't-miss tips on how they successfully manage their financial service firms, grow their businesses, create great relationships, and influence the industry. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by John Sabis of Foxo and Foxo Technologies. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. Glad to be here. You are up to some super, super interesting cutting edge stuff. Tell everybody a little bit about what Foxo is. I'm glad you think so. Um, You know, we are basically infusing molecular biotechnology into the life insurance industry, and we think that's pretty darn freaking cool. Yeah, absolutely. So first (laughs) of all, for us lay people, what is molecular biotechnology? (laughs) Yeah, molecular biotechnology is everything you you need to know and and, and everything you don't know. Probably the last thing most of us remember was seventh grade biology, this thing called genomics. Um, but there's been a little thing called the genomic revolution going on. It's, it's really allowing us to look much deeper into our biology functions and how um, we understand how it all works. And uh, yeah, that's it in a nutshell. Uh, CRISPR, I mean, there's all sorts of things going on. So, yeah. Okay. So what does FOXO do, let's say, on a daily basis that apply and, and how are you applying it to the insurance industry? Yeah. Well, um, that's a mouthful. But, uh, you know, at a high level, at a super high level, I became aware of some science, a a particular field of molecular biotechnology, which is called epigenetics, uh, which is distinguished from genetics. And uh, epigenetics, uh, namely the epigenetic clock, uh, is a scientific kind of discovery around how we age. And when you apply for life insurance, the first question is, how old are you, right? That's the biggest determinant in, in your rate in your class. And so um, that particular field of science was something I became aware of. And I basically, I was ignorant enough to think that it could uh, be used uh, for underwriting. And, you know, turns out, I think I'm right, but not exactly how I thought uh, initially. And so at a very high level, what we are doing is we're commercializing epigenetic science uh, to create a saliva-based underwriting protocol that will eliminate or mitigate the need for uh, medical underwriting or blood and urine specimens. And so that's really the big pain point we're seeking to address. Okay. So obviously that would be a huge impact given, you know, how many life insurance applications there are every year, how many require the visiting nurse to go out or them to go to a facility and get blood and urine samples and people who don't want to do that. So the saliva-based testing would be then is that you mail me a tube, I spit in it, send it back? Yeah, I mean, that's certainly one, one uh, iteration of it. You know, folks have talked about, yeah, this could allow effectively um, medically underwritten product to be sold, you know, via the mail. And so that would be a big deal. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, we're really about distribution. And, you know, I like to say Foxo is being built by agents for agents, you know, and I've been in front of enough agents to understand the pain point where I would say, well, what is the big pain point? They're like, underwriting, it's horrible. It's just, okay. So, uh, you know, if I could solve that for agents, I was like, okay, I really have a a business opportunity here. And then I discovered that the science of epigenetics really can do a better job of predicting, say, a tobacco user uh, than traditional coatening. And so there you go. Um, And so that was sort of the, that's been the journey that, that we've been on. 
Okay. So then if you are, if you've got a better mousetrack, so to speak, obviously there's other applications just besides insurance underwriting, but let's stick to that one. So then I, as an advisor, I, as an agent, I can't necessarily, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I can't go to the carrier and say, don't require the blood and urine test. I got this saliva test from Fox. So it's better. And they'll say, who the heck are you? So I would assume is your first customer then like the carriers and get it convincing them that this is better? Yeah. So that's what we've been up to for quite a while is talking to the carriers about this opportunity to use this technology for, for their underwriting. And so we've been, we've been in discussions with uh, primary carriers and reinsurers for several years now. Uh, and we just announced a transaction. Foxo Technologies is going public. It's going to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange later this summer. Uh, see Foxo Technologies, the investor page for the uh, press release and, and investor deck. And uh, it's really, really exciting. So with the announcement of this transaction, it's changed those conversations materially. This is happening. And so the question really now is for carriers, do you want to you want to a courtside seat to the future of your industry or are you going to be, you know, not even in the stadium? Because this is going to happen. It's not, and, you know, and I've been talking to carriers, it, you know, the question is, will advanced technologies like the one I'm describing serve to improve the life insurance industry? And I've just been saying, Absolutely, 100%. There are those who say, no, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, well, you can have that part of the world. The rest of us are going to be over here in the, the, the future part of the world. And you know, we'll, we can coexist. It's all good. And I'll make one other comment, which is this same base technology can do a lot to, to improve healthy longevity. And that's another big thing that we're about. See, we think the life insurance product can have a new uh, consumer value proposition, which is we've trademarked this life insurance designed to keep you alive. And so like that same base technology platform can really add to the healthy longevity of the consumer, which is really great for the life insurance company. So like all of us really collectively should win properly done, ethically, transparently, and everything else correct. Yeah. Okay. So absolutely fascinating. So I get as a consumer, I have a better customer service experience because I don't need to do blood and urine. I can get swabbed on my tongue or where, however it works send it off through the mail and I get my result. And then the underwriting is easier. Now, here is my question about the technology itself. Does it give me give you more data than say a blood and urine test would? Yeah, well, so here's the uh, newsflash for everyone listening. Uh, blood and urine has the same information uh, as saliva. The question is, are, are you looking at the data? So look, what I like to say is we're looking at the very same underwriting factors and impairments that life insurance industry does today using what we talk call traditional clinical assays. But instead of using that microscope that you, you know, looked at in seventh grade biology, we're using an electron microscope and we're looking at different words. So we're looking much, much smaller for the very same things. Do you smoke? Do you drink? Are you cardiovascular fit? You know, what's your regular, you know, so all of those same factors. There's really nothing from an underwriting perspective that we're proposing to do differently. Okay. So it's a better experience for the consumer. Now, uh, you talked about life insurance that keeps you alive. Are you detecting things sooner than would get detected in blood and urine? How does it, how does your, I get that the swab, that the saliva-based test is more pleasant for me as a consumer, how does it improve my longevity? And then how does it benefit the life insurance company other than the fact that they don't have to require blood and urine tests and it's faster? Sure. 
First, the, the one thing we are going to measure, and folks are going to see this very soon in Foxo Life. So we bought our own insurance carrier because we were so tired of talking to carriers and to no avail. Um, so we bought our own little carrier and we're about to commercialize again with the closing of this transaction, the Foxo Life Insurance Company. And so we're ready to go with some amazing digital term products that will um, include the Foxo Longevity Report. And inside that report, what we are focused on uh, from a core um, consumer experience is biological aging. And that's measured with the epigenetic clock discovered at UCLA by Dr. Steve Horvath. And your measure of biological aging is an insight to how you're doing relative to your overall mortality profile. So that's a really interesting new measure that and then the other part of it, and what our mission is, is making people aware of how their decisions, you know, impact their own health and wellness. I think the first thing we think about is, you know, you can't unknow anything. And once you, you learn that you have more control over your own mortality, that leads to better, hopefully better or more responsible decision-making. Or at least you can't claim that you're ignorant anymore and you didn't know the cigarettes were going to kill you. Exactly. So, so that's one piece of it. The other piece is, is that you know, we expect as our, and as well, that Foxo Longevity Report will have proprietary measures of uh, epigenetic wellness. For example, we call it an indulgence score. So how much has your uh, potential tobacco or other usage of things, alcohol or otherwise impacting that biological aging score? So, so that will be in there as well. A few other really interesting measures. Um, over time, uh, that content will expand, not only our own content, but others, uh, other folks that are, and I'll give you the personal example for myself. Now, this is genetics. This is a different science, but genetics, you know, look, we've got genetic risk screening for risk of disease. We've had that a available for a long time. And my own personal example of that is I found out I've got what's called MSH6. That's a genetic mutation for what's called Lynch syndrome and an increased risk of colon cancer. Okay, so how did I find that out? Well, my brother was diagnosed with colon cancer when he's 46, four years before what? We get our traditional colonoscopy. Well, I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, if you have Lynch syndrome, if you have MSH6, you need to get your first colonoscopy at age 30, you know, maybe even a little younger, not at age 50. And so this is just one, another example of how we can, by bringing molecular health and wellness inside of life insurance, to keep people alive uh, longer and healthier, just simply by screening for uh, uh, the risk of colon cancer. You get that colonoscopy really early. That's a win. That is incredible because if I think back to the number of times I bought life insurance so far in my career as a producer, bought it for myself, kept buying policies, never once did um, I get any report back and if it did, if they sent me like a blood test result, I wouldn't know how to read it. I'd have to make an appointment, take it to my doctor, hope he knew what he was talking about when he got to the point. So I love that at the very least, the consumer is getting that longevity report and that analysis. Are you going to sell that analysis separate from with a life insurance application? Like, can I just go buy it having nothing to do with life insurance or do I have to apply for insurance to get it right now? You you got to come and get the life insurance. <laughs> right, well, I was buying it from you anyway, but yep, yep. I've been unwilling to unbundle that. I mean, you know, again, our our business use case is really for this industry to modernize it with again modern molecular biotechnology and progressive thinking. Um, you know, in terms of what it can and should do for the consumer, and then again, how do for the agents do we evolve that conversation? Not just from financial protection in case of mortality and or investments, but 
how do we impact healthy longevity to your family? I was a, your, your legacy is created while you're alive. And so if we can get agents now, and that's a big part of what we intend to do is how to get that conversation to evolve and move forward as a new value proposition of the product, the agent, the role of the entire industry as a, as a social good. And that's, that's what we're pretty, well, we're jacked about. <laughs> that, I was going to say, that is a beautiful thing. So put me down as a life insurance customer, put me down as someone interested in buying shares, although you're not making an investment pitch to our audience, obviously, all disclaimers aside. And we got to have a separate conversation about how we get your message to our financial advisors. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? Oh, man, I, I just love everything what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm growing. You know, I mean, it's either you're, what do they say? You know, you're either growing or you're not. And so I've been growing intellectually. You know, I'm not a PhD, so I've, I've learned this, but it's so fun. And I like to say, this is my Everest. You know, I'm, I, I've got a big challenge ahead, um, but I've got an amazing team behind me. And it's just so damn exciting because it's just, we just I just know it's going to happen. <laughs> and you will literally save lives. Um, yeah. There's obviously a lot of hardcore cutting edge science behind this. Talk a little bit about the inspiration for it. How did it get started? Yeah, um, I'm a financial services entrepreneur. Uh, I found myself on what I call the island of lost life insurance. Um, <laughs> it's the second. It was like the, it's the secondary market of life insurance, and 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 in that industry, they care a lot about predicting how long people live. Yeah. And so I got real frustrated with how they were doing that, and I said, "Well, there's got to be a better way." And that journey led me to Dr. Steve Horvath's lab at UCLA with this epigenetic clock, and I said, "Let me understand this right. Do people's epigenetic clock who are aging faster die sooner? He's like, yeah, 100%. I'm like, okay, well, uh, have you ever heard of the thing called the life insurance industry? He goes, no, what's that? I'm like, oh, what's well, this little business that builds products around how long people predicting how long they're going to live? And he's like, oh, that's a really great idea. I'm like, oh, okay, well, great. And I said, and, you know, and, and Steve Horvath just joined um, Altos Labs. That's the Bezos funded longevity yeah. company. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Tony Robbins and Peter Diamatis just came out with a new book. Yep. I mean, longevity is the thing, right? I mean, we live in this thing called the biological century right now. And that is this, this maturation of DNA sequencing technology at a really low cost, coupled with uh, AI and machine learning tools. Those are, that's the thing that's making all of this real. And, and I know that firsthand because I saw us able to acquire these machine learning tools. And all of a sudden, like our business just went, boop, my, we had it. We're like, oh my God, those are the epigenetic biomarkers. And so um, I don't know where I was going with that, but that, that, anyway. That's okay. Um, I, I love the references. Yeah, Tony sent me his book two days ago. I just started diving in and couldn't put it down. Lifespan, Lifespan, yes. David Sinclair, Lifespan, David Sinclair's book. Highly recommend that one. There's a great book. He's all about epigenetics and biological aging. So, uh, sorry, Hor Horvath. The last thing with Horvath was, I go, so Steve, you're trying to keep people alive longer, right? Longevity. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I go, well, the inverse is that you learn what people die from. He's like, yep. And I'm like, so things like tobacco? He goes, oh yeah, I could tell you how much someone smoked, when they smoked last, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, that's interesting because after male, female, the next question is, do you smoke or not? Now, I figure the industry's got this one nailed right? Because they'd have to, you'd think, right? But cotinine actually is a pretty crappy test if you haven't smoked in the last day and a half. <laughs> so Shazam, there you go. Wow. So does that hypothetically mean on the insurance rates, does that mean if my biological age is significantly lower than my 
my epigenetic age, my insurance premium should be cheaper than if let's say I'm 46, but my age says I'm 66 because I'm not taking good care of myself and abusing my body. You got it. So your chronological age, if you're chronologically yes. 50 and you're biologically 60, yeah, there's probably something going on there that is indicative of, I'll call it accelerated biological aging, which is another word towards closer to all-cause mortality. Vice versa, chronologically 50 and biologically 30, as measured by this clock, yeah, you probably should get a discount. That's awesome. I think what you're doing is incredible. I'd love to be a part of it. For our folks watching and listening who want to learn more, where is the best place for us to send them? Boxotechnologies.com, Seth. And I really appreciate your interest and enthusiasm. We need support. It's a big challenge. And so the the more of us who understand this and know this and get behind us and support us, the faster it's all going to happen. So thank you. Awesome. This has been Seth Green with John Sabus of Foxotechnologies.com. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time.